Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. When we, when we give, when we tithe, give our tithe and offering, we sow. And when we sow, the Lord is ready to um, pour out. And uh, so I just want to sow. Um, so come on. So I just, so just want to share that with you, that, you know, suddenlies usually don't happen suddenly. So there's usually an investment connected to it. Like, not investment in terms of money, I'm just saying, in the context of the upper room, the suddenly came, but Jesus invested three years in his disciples. Does that make sense? So suddenlies happen, yes, but usually suddenlies are a result of investment. Whether it's an investment in prayer, whether it's an investment. So I just read the book and do what it says. That's, just, that's about how it is for me in terms of just loving Jesus and going on in ministry and life in ministry. And we're called to reign in life, right? Yeah, you guys out there, guys, okay. You guys out there? Just, maybe you don't agree. That's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to agree. Okay. So, um, I want to talk to you about uh, responding to the Father. And we, this is the last week of our 21-day corporate fast. How many of you guys, uh, you guys are, are doing reasonably well with the fast? Put your hand up. Wow. Good job. Put it up again. Wow. Amazing. Put it up one more time. Man, that's incredible. Um, and so our focus has been um, drawing near to the Father, a revelation of the Father's heart, some, something like that. And uh, it's something that the Lord has been working in me over the last three or four months. And you'll get a lot, I think you'll receive a lot more this year um, regarding that. Um, and I want to just kind of, you know, because we're ending, this is our, our last week, really moving forward. So just really want to encourage you guys to finish strong. And, um, and next, <laughs> your love is strong. Um, and next week, uh, of course, Jim's going to be here. So Jim will be with us on Sunday morning. Of course, he'll be with us Friday and Saturday as well. And uh, he'll be with us on Sunday morning. And then um, we have somebody coming in February we never had before. It's called Sam Duth. Am I right? Samuel Duth, right. He's from San Diego. He'll be with us on February 10th. And then in March, we have Georgian Banoff here. I don't know if you guys know who Georgian is. Um, but they're going to be using our facility for a conference again this year. How many were at the conference last year with Cindy Jacobs and Joe? Well, they really love this house, and so I said, why don't you come and preach on Sunday? So he said yes, so he'll be joining us, and then, man, April is Easter, and then May we have Bobby Connor. So uh, I didn't say it quite right, but we'll have our prophetic conference with Bobby, and uh, so that'll be, that'll be kind of the, the lineup, and God's doing so many amazing things. I love, like, our water baptism, and you got two people. I think that's how it was in the New Testament. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. So responses are always good. Uh, it's always great. So I want you to turn to John 15. I want to 
I want to track on that today. Remember, when we fast, we feast. So when we fast food, we feast on God's word. When we fast uh, entertainment, you know, it's one thing to fast entertainment, but you, you, it, I just encourage you to replace it with studying the Bible or praying or something that you feel like the Lord's directing you to do. So we fast from something to actually feast on something else. So for some of us, it might be feasting on the presence. It might just be turning the worship up. It might mean like our nights are dedicated to one hour of worship or whatever, whatever it is that the Lord is stirring in your heart to do. I just want to encourage you as we move through the, the last, 20, last week, the last seven days, that continue to feast. And I'm hoping that if we're feasting on the word, if we're feasting uh, on the presence, if we're feasting on those things, that, that that actually becomes more of a lifestyle for you and more of a lifestyle for me. And so I... To me, what energizes me is God's word. I, I don't know. I, I love to worship. That's why worship is such a high priority here. We, uh, we spend an hour of worship just going for it in God's presence. We've seen miracles. We've seen people say. We've seen so many things just in that front end where it's not just, you know, the songs before we get to the message. You know, it's really uh, our priority is the presence. Man, I don't know. I, do I need to run out there and let you guys know that? So, um, so remember, we, we, said, we said it once, we said it twice, so I'll probably say it again, uh, which I am going to say it again. Um, and that is, you know, Israel, uh, we camp around the, the message, the word, the message. Israel camped around the presence. And I think that in the Old Testament, I think that what we have to do is we have to get back to that place where the presence is everything. Yeah. Like you can actually, you carry the presence wherever you work, right? You're carriers of the presence. So back to the fast. So we want to experience God's, God's heart, right? And so we looked, at, we looked at three things. I'm going to add a fourth today. I might even add a fifth. The first week we talked about resting um, in the Father, and that's a super, uh, that's kind of an ambiguous word, resting in the Father. But uh, Matthew chapter, I think, wherever it's at, Matthew chapter, wherever it's at, Matthew eleven twenty eight, talks about, um, I want to get, get the reference right, um, talks about come to me and you'll find rest. Resting begins with coming to Jesus. It's not coming to a book. It's not coming to a podcast. It's not coming to even a worship song. If the worship song brings you to Jesus, I'm cool with that. If the podcast brings you to Jesus, I'm cool with that. But if we're going to find rest, if we're going to find this, this peace, this tranquility in the inner man in the midst of all the chaos that's around us, we need to come to Jesus. We actually need to start there. The second thing we talked about was, and Andrew did so well, Pastor Andrew. You guys appreciate what he did last week. Is re, he's, he's looking down, but he's smirking, you know. Is, uh, is receiving from the Father. And then today is responding. So we want to rest we want to receive, 
and we want to respond. Really, you guys, that's, the, that's, that's kind of like the foundation of the Christian life. What I've noticed for those who don't know the Lord, there's no rest. For those who don't know the Lord, there's no peace. To those who don't know the Lord, they want to escape. They want to, they want, they want to, and so they'll, they'll do other things to escape what they're feeling on the inside. But for us who know the Lord, we find rest. So put your hand on your heart and say, be at rest in the name of Jesus. I mean, the audacity for Jesus to say, don't worry. The audacity for him to say, don't be anxious. Either Jesus is completely unrealistic or he knows something. So if Jesus said, don't be anxious, don't stress out, don't worry, that tells me he never did. That's crazy. That means when they were putting the crown of thorns on his head, and they got the, the cat of nine tails, and they whipped his back, he was never anxious. Wow. So that opens us up to the realm of possibility. Right? Like, that's good for Jesus, but that's not good for me. That's not true. Whatever Jesus did, we have the capacity to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this whole idea of resting, this whole idea of receiving, this whole idea of responding to the Father is really a, a foundation piece um, to our Christian life. So how do we have a greater sense of purpose? How do we have a greater sense of fulfillment? You know, Jesus never called us to be successful. He does require us that we'll be fruitful. In our culture, it's what we see is be successful. In heaven's culture is be fruitful. Well, fruitful is successful. Well, not necessarily. That's a different day. <laughs> I just want to take the pressure off. Okay? So you have permission to take the pressure off yourself to be successful. Oh, wow, you guys. I see all these question marks going off. <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm... So how do we get to this place where we actually respond to the Father? I'll just say this, responding to the Father or responding to the Lord comes out of our experience with the Lord. If we are responding to the Lord without experiencing God, eventually it'll turn into duty. While faithfulness is amazing, fulfill, I mean, the overflow 
that's not the right word, overflow, but living from the overflow is the ultimate goal. You know, people could be, be in a marriage and be faithful, yet not happy. Jesus says, I have come to give you life and that more abundantly. That's the target. One thing I love about reading about Jesus is that I'm reading through the Gospels and where I see these, these places, these gaps in my own life, I don't get down on myself. That actually is fuel for me to know that that's what he did, so that's what I can do. He has the same heavenly father as I do. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So we want to we respond. We want our response to come from a place of rest. And the word I want to talk a little bit more about today is remaining and receiving. See, responding minus remaining. Okay, in, the, in John 15, the word is abiding. In IV, it's remaining. So responding minus remaining will bring us to a place where I, what I call religion. Responding minus remaining is religion. We view God as an employer instead of a father. The father is not your employer. Fathers, an employer is someone you work for. Employer is task-driven. Employer is about getting results. He's a father. So John 15. You guys ready? I'm going to be reading out the NIV 1984 version. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will bear or even be more fruitful. How many have been pruned by God? Me too. Usually, every single time God prunes me, I always ask him, what are you doing? There is fruit in my life. Why are you pruning me? To produce more. I don't want to talk about the pruning of God today, but that does happen. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me. Again, New King James, other translations. Abide in me, but I'll use the word remain. Remain in me, and I also, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless 
you remain in me. Everyone say remain. Verse 5. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow, that's pretty heavy. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Wow. Why is verse 6 there? Anyway. (laughs) Everything God does and everything he says is out of love. Because he's love. So every command is a loving command. Every statement's a loving statement. So find love in those words. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, listen, look at the promise. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Wow. We just went from a burned branch, discarded and swept into the fire, to the person who actually remains whatever you wish. And it will be done for you. That's worth excavating, at least. This is to my Father's glory. The glory of the Lord is making public his beauty and nature. So when I give glory to the Lord, when a miracle takes place and glory goes to the Lord, we're actually putting on display, a public display, the beauty of the Lord and the nature of the Lord. Is that coming off our lives? This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. So it gives him glory When we bear fruit, what does that mean? That means when we bear fruit, people, our lives are a public display of the beauty and the nature of God. In our community, in our neighborhood, at the workplace, wherever. When we bear fruit, the glory of God is released. It does not say when you are successful. Now, unless you equate bearing fruit as being successful, I guess I'm okay with that. But our culture is gonna tell you 10 ways to be successful, 25 ways to be successful. He hasn't called us to be successful. He's called us to be fruitful. Let him manage the success. Let me focus on fruitfulness. You guys all right? We'll just read verse 9 through 15 for the sake of context. As the Father has loved me, 
so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, whoa, underline that, you will remain in my love. He just gave us a secret. Just as I kept my Father's commands and remain in his love, Jesus did it. I have told you this so that my joy, this is the why behind the what, that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Why do we have so many believers who are hopeless? I mean, let's put that against this verse. If you remain in me and I in you, your joy will be complete. That's interesting. I'm being like stirred personally with this. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, to lay down one's life for his own friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Say, I'm a friend of God. For everything that I've learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you because love always goes first. I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. There's that word again. Fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, my Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. There it is, there it is again. So whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. I can think of a lot. Can't you? <laughs> Some verses just make you think. Some verses just make you ponder. Some verses are like, what do we ask for? What do I ask for? Am I being selfish if I ask for this or that? I don't know. I don't want to dial into that right now. I just want to focus on this thing called responding to the Father in fruitfulness. So one, we, we rest, we come to Jesus, Matthew eleven twenty eight, And then there's this word, remain. And again, other translations, it's this word to abide. Remaining means to choose to stay vitally connected to Jesus as your life source. In John 15, 4 and 5, where it says, remain in me, you might have other translations again, but I counted in that block of scripture, he uses the word remain 11 times in that short teaching. When we remain in Jesus we rest, and when we remain, we actually position ourselves to receive. 
In other words, we can't receive unless we remain. I'll put it this way. Unless to position myself to receive from the Lord, I have to be in a place where I'm abiding. How could a branch expect to draw the nutrients from the vine if it's cut off? Can't. So the secret to the Christian life, the secret for us here this morning is that are we in a place where we're remaining in Christ? And then what does that mean? Like we're declared righteous when we get saved. It's called justification. The sanctifying process means that I have a decision to remain, stay connected to the vine so the nutrients of the kingdom, God, the nutrients of the God life is actually poured into me. It's not me so much striving to be working so hard for God to like me. Working so hard for me to do something for God. It's in this place of remaining like the branch and the vine that I just yield myself to the Lord and I let the nutrients of heaven flood my heart. It takes the pressure off. If we're not careful, we're striving, we're working, we don't feel like we're good enough, we don't feel like we come, we come short, we come, all these things flood our mind and the word here is remain in me. I'll take care of the rest. Does a branch ever get anxious or worried that it's gonna produce fruit? I don't know. It says the trees of the field will clap their hands, you know? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the fruit is actually the, the natural outcome of the branch remaining to the vine and the nutrients being flowed from the vine into the branch producing fruit. Where is the source? The source is in, a, in the vine, but it comes from remaining. That's why Jesus said it 11 times. <laughs> remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. Whatever you ask, remain in me, remain in me. It's not grabbing the, the latest podcast or grabbing the latest book. Remaining means you are actually experiencing God. You're actually in his word. The Holy Spirit is breathing in you. Remain in me. I can get kind of fired up over that. Being connected to and remaining has everything to do with receiving. Now, God sometimes can blow our minds and do crazy stuff just to get our attention because he's a good dad. But hear the words of Jesus echoing over and over again. Continue to remain in me and let my word remain in you. So remaining and abiding is what makes it even possible for the life flow of God to move through us. Unless there is relationship, we really can't receive. The nutrients that you need starts with remaining.
The nutrients in your spiritual life that you need starts with remaining. You need and I need to cultivate a history in God. What does that require? (laughs) Yes. People are outward processors. So what does that require? Okay. Practically speaking, well, for me, I have to be intentional to set time alone with the Lord. But I don't want to be boxed in by that. Remaining means, for me, being attentive and leaning into the Spirit. Like, I'm connected to the Lord 24-7. And so are you. That means in the middle of your day, I mean, you got a project, you have a deadline, and the Holy Spirit just pops something into your spirit, into your heart, and it's like you're connected, you're remaining, you're, you've positioned yourself to receive. Much like how we are just talking about Gab, Gabrielle, it's like, yeah, she's a giver, she's generous, she's, she's sowing into the kingdom, and then the Lord says, oh, you need a car? Got it. Why? She's remaining. So receiving from the Lord actually prepares us to give whatever he's given us away. Oh, come on now. So all you and I need is resourced in heaven. Um, And when we abide, that life source comes to us and we receive from the Lord. Kind of like what was mentioned last week, we can't let pride, shame, we had great e-groups this week, we talked about this. Pain, obligation, keep us away from receiving. You know, one of our questions that we had in our Ecclesia groups this week was, like, what keeps us away from receiving from the Lord outside of pride, the prideful stuff? And my mom, she's no longer here, but she would not want to receive from anybody because she felt obligated. So if I gave her a gift, which I gave her anyway, I gave her a gift, she felt obligated to give me something in return. See, these are things that keep us away from receiving from the Lord. And if I can say this, because it's under the covering of who you are in Christ, you are worthy to receive because you're his child. A father, especially our heavenly father, wants to give good gifts to you. And sometimes we move ourselves out of receiving because we feel like for some crazy, well, 
our, I think it's our, not some crazy reason, it's our natural response sometimes. We feel like, give it to somebody else. I'm good. So don't let those things sidetrack us. The branch, listen, the branch needs to receive to remain alive. You and I need to be receiving from the Father to remain alive. Receiving from the Father because you're remaining is not selfish. Why? Because if the branch doesn't receive, it dies. So my prayer time is this. I open up my hands like this, and I just say, pour it in. I need it. Whatever you have, if I'm driving down the road, whatever it is, whenever the thought comes to me, I know that in Ezekiel 47, there's a throne, and that throne, the water goes downhill into the sea, the Dead Sea. So the water from heaven comes into my heart, into my soul, and I am receiving the nutrients for today. Because I'm remaining in him the best way I can, and I know he's divine. Divine. Somebody wrote a song, he is divine and we are the branches, you know. The last thing I want to share with you is responding. The response, now, now I, this is not rocket science, but let me just share with you, the response of the branch is fruit. Fruit serves others. Fruit nourishes others. Fruit is created to be consumed. Especially now on the 21-day fast. Some of you guys aren't touching meat, and all you're doing is looking at fruit. Fruit and vegetables, right? Or whatever the Lord's laid on your heart. So fruit provides nutrients and health for others. But it's more. I, I have an orange there somewhere on that chair. Just throw it. Yeah, man, I, got, I, I used to play basketball. <laughs> that was a pass from Draymond Green, and I almost dropped it. So I was doing some research this week, and I went up on Google, and maybe half this room knows this, maybe the other half, I don't know who knows this, but. So I go, I think I did a search, kind of like this real awkward search on Google. Google knows, but no one else does. I'll tell you, though, so you'll know. Did the search on Google, what's the purpose of fruit? So I'm thinking, okay, here's the vine. Jesus is probably outside. He's probably got his disciples. He has the, he's, he's probably in a field where there's vineyard, like a vineyard setting, and he, he, this, is a, this is a public, this is just an illustration. He's not like here. He's actually at public out where he's talking about this so they could see it. Very agricultural back then. And so I said, what's the purpose of the fruit? And I'm thinking this is a duh, like to eat. 
to, to nourish our bodies. And I was, I was looking at that because John 15, the vine, the branch, and what's produced is the fruit. So when I did the, my research, I was actually kind of shocked because the primary purpose of the fruit, the primary purpose of the fruit is to protect the seed. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you ever watch that commercial with the penguins go, what? It's a great commercial. The purpose of this orange is to protect the seed. Now, I know there's seedless oranges. I don't want to get into that because they modified it and everything. All right. Is to protect the seed. So the Lord, in his wisdom, creates the seed from the tree, and he puts something around the seed that animals are attracted to and humans. Mainly animals are attracted to, and a bird will go to that berry, will pluck the berry out of the tree so that he can eat it, and then he just eliminates it. I can use that word, sorry. To actually multiply the seed. The end game of fruit is the multiplication of the seed. So when Christ, when we bear fruit and people take the fruit off of our lives, we're multiplying Christ in other people. Why? Because the purpose of the seed, the purpose of the seed is multiplication. It's not just for my nourishment, which I enjoy. I'm being nourished by the Lord, but the plant the plant bears fruit so it can be picked and it can be eaten by somebody else and carry the seed somewhere. The end game is not for me just to be nourished. The end game is for the life of Christ to be multiplied in the people we're connected to. So fruit is a natural part of the life flow between the vine and the branch. Responding to the Father is natural. How do we do that? We respond to his word and we respond to his voice. I love it now because now I've learned something that most of you, maybe, some of you maybe have never known. You can do it. Don't, don't, don't go on any search engines right now I, on your phones. Just don't. Just, just do your research later to see if I'm right. You could do that. But now the fruit of the Spirit has a much greater purpose for me. Not only does God want to cultivate his life in me, but I also now release my life to others as fruit 
in their own lives and they can grab the seed for themselves and a deposit is being made in my coworker, in my family member, in my neighborhood, at the grocery store. Doesn't really matter because the fruit, the fruit of the spirit is being grown in me. What's that? Love, peace, joy, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right here. You know, maybe our greatest evangelistic weapon I can use that word, is the fruit of the Spirit. It's what the branch produces to be given away. It starts with rest. You can play something. Look at these guys. They're working hard. It starts with coming to Jesus, right? And then it's about remaining. And then it's about receiving. And then it's about being fruitful. I couldn't think of another R. Rest, remain. There's rejoicing. Everyone's going to go crazy, right? Reproduction. All you preachers, right? You know. I, I don't know, like. If your life is like a branch, what, what is it producing? Is there fruit? I just want to give you permission. You don't have to work so hard. At your Christian life. Would you just rest in the Father's love and receive? Be, be in a position of remaining, but receive. Let heaven flow in you. I don't think the branch is anxious. I don't think the branch is freaking out. I don't think the branch is stressful. I don't think it's a natural outcome of the nutrients of heaven and that's being Jesus. It's the natural outcome of the vine in the context of the physical but in the spirit. This is what Jesus is trying to teach us. And we're heading into the last week of our fast. This is it. Like, well, not it, but maybe this is a focus for us. Maybe this is a focus for the next week. And hopefully all the way on while we're on this planet. Lord, I just want to bear fruit. I just want to bear fruit. I want the goodness, the things we read, love, peace, joy, long-suffering, kindness. I used to have these memorized. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Can we start there? That's responding to the Father. 
It really takes out the striving and just saying, take a deep breath and say, I remain. I remain in you. I receive from you. And I tell you, this is what's going to be produced right here. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Lord, bless these guys really, really good. Lord, may this be an amazing, an amazing week. And I just want you to take a deep breath right now and just receive from the Lord. Would you just do that? I just, just say, Father, I receive from you all that you have. I just want to break off all that stress, all that anxiety, all the stuff that we carry with us. And we just come to this place of a simple trust and resting in the Father's love. So as you remain, would you just receive? And just say, I receive. I receive from you, Father. I receive from you. And let my life bear much fruit. Much fruit. Just let them know that. Let my life. Make that a short prayer. Let my life bear much fruit for the glory of God. For the glory of God. Amen. We're going to have Pastor Andrew come. We're going to have some ministry time. Just hang on for just a moment. Wow. Did you guys just say thank you, PG? Give him a hand. Pastor Greg, you're amazing. Uh, Can we just invite the ministry team up? Come up here, do your thing. Start to minister to some people. If you're serving this morning on the ministry team. Um, Hey, a couple things before we go. Uh, I felt like there's a possibility that some of you felt pruned and uh, you're not comfortable with that. And you might need a little kickstart. So I just encourage you, if you're feeling like you've been pruned and you're not really understanding the season that you're in right now, you're like, I thought I was an orange tree, supposed to be bearing fruit right now, but it's like summertime or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, and that was the other thing. Some of you guys are kind of hung up on what kind of fruit tree you are, but that's not the point. The point is whatever you are, you're gonna bear fruit. So I will just like, uh, any of you guys, wherever you're at, if you, if you need some prayer, if you need healing in your body, it's time to get healed. If you need a breakthrough in your spiritual walk with Jesus, it's time to get some breakthrough. So I just encourage you guys, uh, and, and you guys are dismissed. We love you so much. Thank you guys for jamming with us and loving on Jesus and giving glory to who matters. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.